The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Let me talk about something that is going to happen in Stockholm in 2025. Petrol and diesel cars will be banned from the city centre. Sive O'Neill is with me now. Sive is, of course, a senior climate advisor to Friends of the Earth and a spokesperson for the Stop Climate Chaos Coalition. Sive, do you think this is a good idea and that we should try to follow suit? Good afternoon, Kieran. I think I think it's an excellent idea. So what Stockholm is doing, it's announcing plans to be the first capital city to ban petrol and diesel cars entirely from its centre. I think I've discussed with you a number of times what's happened in London, for example, where they've introduced a congestion charge and certain restrictions on older diesel and petrol engines. But in this case, they're just going to ban them outright from 2025. Now, it's not citywide. It's the inner city area, which is kind of the core area with finance and uh, main shopping districts, where they claim that there's a lot of pedestrians and cyclists that are exposed to air pollution. It's interesting because Stockholm has a fantastic public transport system, but they still have air pollution from from traffic. And uh, We know now from all the research that's been conducted over recent decades that there is no safe level of air pollution. And even in Stockholm, with its excellent public transport system, they still have air pollution that's causing young babies to have lung conditions and premature deaths among the elderly. So it's an interesting proposal. It's certainly more radical than, um, you know, anything we've seen so far. Uh, The fact that they have such a brilliant public transport system and ours has shortcomings, it can be brilliant. It's very easy to knock it, but there's people who use it every day and have a great experience on it. So I I don't want to fall down that trap, but there are shortcomings. Does that mean it is kind of unlikely or impractical for us to follow suit? Well, I think it just shows that there is a menu, a suite of options available to um, local authorities. Um, Increasingly, they're going to be required to produce air quality plans And that will entail some further restrictions on traffic over and above what uh, Dublin City Council is proposing to do. And it's always important to remember that even though these measures are often talked about for city centres where you have a lot of traffic coming in and out, we have traffic and congestion and air pollution problems in some of our suburbs as well, especially areas where there's a lot of congestion near schools. And this is a major air quality problem for, for children and for people who are cycling and walking who are more exposed to it. Mm. And it's important to say that our air quality monitoring network is not necessarily picking all of this up. So, um, but we have a suite of options. So the obvious thing is to increase the funding to public transport and active travel. There are lots of proposals there to do that. There is resourcing available. But if we don't have some stick measures to deter motorists, like Stockholm, which has this excellent public transport system, not everybody's going to use it. So you, you kind of need a combination of carrot and stick uh, for these measures to really work. John Mitchell is with us as well, the owner of Mitchell Car Accessories on Capel Street in Dublin City. Uh, John, you're welcome to the show. Uh, you, you're in a part of the city that has been pedestrianised um, uh, post-COVID. What has your experience been as a business owner? Well, the first thing is that once the fully pedestrian came, our sales went down and uh, they've never really recovered. Um, the other thing that has caused is that at night, um, taxis can't get to a hotel or during the day because of the restrictions. And this means that 
people have got to walk, and especially if they're picking up something that's heavy, they need a vehicle outside to put it in. Um, it's just, and with the rain today, there's nobody about, and um, I've had one or two customers, but the customers have been looking for coolant and oil for their cars, mm. but the cars are a distance away, so they've got to carry it back, and especially if they want windscreen wipers and that fitted, you need the car outside to see the fitting because it's not like the old days of the Morris Minor that you had the, the wipe blade and you could give it to them and then fit it on. There's eight different types of fitting now. And also with the modern car with the key to opening the door, there's a shop three doors up. If that does repairs to car locks and that, they need the car and the key outside to find out what the problem is. Mm. And do you suspect, John, that ultimately the 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 vision for city centres um, in this country and elsewhere is that businesses like yours and like that key repair shop and like the paint shop that they just won't be located anymore? No, they'll ha- they'll they'll have to move out of the city because they won't be able to afford the rates. I mean. The family business here has been in the street since 1903. So we've gone through a hell of a lot in that period from being printers, paperback and twine merchants to going into car accessories. Mm. Do, do you suspect you'll reinvent yourselves again or do you suspect that the days are numbered for Mitchell car accessories? I would say the days are numbered for Mitchell's car accessories. I mean, I have a son to continue on, but uh, if this continues on the way it's going, it'll just die. Saif, I I know nobody wants to see anybody going out of business, but, you know, there there is going to be a... Like, there's a human cost to businesses closing, and, and, and even as I'm sure you would argue, on balance, this is the right thing to do, to get cars out of our city centres... Um, you, you've got to try to mitigate against that impact on people, don't you? Like John. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's sad to hear a story of a, a business that's been, you know, thriving in Dublin and struggling as a result of uh, restrictions like this. But I suppose what I would say is, as a general point, um, when we prioritise the car over public transport and active travel, that usually overall has a negative effect on foot traffic. Uh, and um, it has uh, obviously got a, a, a social and environmental cost that often isn't factored into the way we think about these decisions. And so what's happening now is we're trying to shift the paradigm. We're trying to you know, change the city from being so car dependent and car centric to facilitate public transport users and uh, active travel as a priority. That doesn't mean that every street has to be pedestrianised. And one of the things that I came across in relation to Stockholm that was interesting is when you when you prioritise EVs over everything else, now there are exceptions, by the way, for emergency vehicles and certain types of uh, van, delivery vans. But, but when you're mostly talking about EVs, because these vehicles are, are quieter, uh, businesses are finding that they can do deliveries outside of the normal business hours in a way that won't disturb residents. 
So I thought that's interesting because it can give us an opportunity to rethink yeah. how we provide access. And the other thing is, of course, that, you know, there's a range of kind of cargo bikes, e-bikes and all kinds of, I mean, there's a long list of different types of bicycles you can get now. And a lot of them are quite good at uh, hauling heavy, you know, packages and things like that. Yeah. And, and even deliveries for yeah, couriers. I- I so think like it's we, a bit of we a, have to sort of get yeah. past the thinking that only cars are going to work for getting us from A to B or getting goods from A to B. I kind of, I often think it's a bit of a red herring argument that deliveries, when Crafton Street has been successfully pedestrianised now for decades and uh, there's deliveries done there every morning and in late every evening and it, it, it works. Uh, so there are, there are ways around that problem because people always get in touch to say, how will you get deliveries into the city? So we get them in. Uh, as it stands, there are pedestrianised areas. Um, so I'm not sure that's the argument. Against. There are arguments against it, but I'm not sure that's the argument against it. Um, anyway, listen, Saif, thank you for joining us. Uh, Saif O'Neill is a Senior Climate Advisor to Friends of the Earth and a spokesperson uh, for the Stop Climate Chaos Coalition. And John Mitchell, who's the owner of Mitchell Car Accessories on Capel Street. Uh, somebody here says, Kieran, do you honestly think that there's a real drive to push people onto public transport? It is a year on from all these plans and initiatives and absolutely damn all has been implemented outside Dublin. Dublin's well serviced. The rest of us are literally paying tax for no return in this regard. Like I say, people are texting in, questioning how deliveries uh, get in. Uh, the only thing that will be left in city centres will be scooter shops, coffee shops and nail salons, says one listener. And Mark... Mark says, not another bloody ban on cars. I've been to Stockholm. It's got great public transport. London has great public transport. What's the damn trap you don't want to fall into? Try seeing what happens if you want to come in from Drogheda, Ashburn, etc. We already can't facilitate people's requirements for transport. It's always ban the motorists first. Try improving the transport first before beating the motorists and saying, stuff you. Sure, can't they cycle every day from 15, 20, 50 kilometres away? All bloody nonsense. Provide the system first. Ah! Mark literally types that on his message. A-A-A-R-R-R-G-G-G-G-H-H-H-H. Mark, thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.